What are you showing him? Yeah. He's showing me things that are clearly meant to hurt, but I don't care enough right now because my body's on fire. <laughs> Your body's on fire? That sounds weird. Wait. My body's on fire. No way. For are you actually... Mm-hmm. You know what? Are you actually... Welcome to Pop Culture Over Pizza. Are you kidding me? Boom goes the dynamite. All right. Wow. We are live okay, okay. with episode 70, what is it, 72? 72. 72. Mm-hmm. 72. Episode 72. Right. Episode 72. Episode 71 was all about Antonio Brown and the freaking Patriots getting him. Which, Which is just, yeah, only like totally a couple sucks. of minutes. Travesty. And we're pretty much getting into a year of pop culture pizza, right, Walt? Actually, I think we're past it. Because uh, <laughs> we started our first recording, what, back in August? It was August, I think, yeah. Yeah, August of last year. Time well, flies when you're having count, fun. Though? Did that count, though? I mean, uh, that was more of like a prototype. There is nothing as a prototype. <laughs> is this one of those relationship conversations where you're trying to figure out when your anniversary was? Was it the first date? Yeah, was it the first much. time? It's one of those. Was it was it the first time you kissed? Was it like it sounds like one of those kinds of conversations? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. That is my wife asking me questions about YouTube TV, which we have. YouTube yeah. TV. Check it out. It's We're awesome. Plugged. Hey YouTube TV, you want to sponsor us? Check it out. Just because you're trying to get a sponsorship, I'm not going to give my opinion on YouTube TV. Ugh. Why? I had it way back, way back when. That's all I'll say. When did you have it? Say. Like, when it, when it first came out, like, months oh, ago. Oh, it, it is, like, way improved now. They have more channels? Oh, absolutely. Tell me more about YouTube TV. Dragon Ball <laughs> Super. <laughs> yes. Is Dragon Ball Super? It is. Well, Interesting. Well, this is episode 72 of Pop Culture Over Pizza. Let's do a quick introduction of our host. Yes, indeed. Um, everyone, you you all know me as Jose. Uh, to my left, of course, we have... Asaph Balrog. To his Metatron left. Metatron taking in the essence of Perfect Cell. Kusox. What? 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 Dude, you yeah. Totally if he lived, who said if that? If he lived, he would have gotten stronger. Yeah, so like, get yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Stop. Golden Cell so FTW. That's what they um, you go. This is Walt. After all of that stuff, I don't know what that was about. And who are you, the one who's talking trash about Cell? Who are you? I'm just kidding about that. So I was like, dude, you so totally skipped me and didn't even introduce yourself. What's going no, on? No. With that? Hold, hold up, hold up. I just want hold to put on. This I, out. I asked you I, who you were. I, I didn't ask you about all this other extraneous stuff. Okay, who are you? I don't think I've seen you before. I'm Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. You're Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Okay, this is Majin, one of our new co-hosts. Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Come on, that bro. doesn't even make sense. He's not evil. Get on my level. Hello. I'm on my level. Hey, you, you don't do that to me. I do that to you. I'm on my get level. Get on my level, boy. Right. You gotta get on my level. Okay, uh, Gucci. Boy. No, Gucci Let's never. Hold, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. I just. I like ASAP's introduction for you, honestly. Gucci. That was better. Never Versace. Now I'm wise. Moving on to. Okay. <laughs> do you want to you want to get us started ASAP with your geek out of the of of the last couple of time periods? All right. Yeah, sure. My pleasure. Plank time. My pleasure. So. um... I would like to start off with, um, well, I'm going to actually start off by saying something serious. Um, to all those affected by Hurricane Dorian, um, our thoughts and prayers are with you, and um, we wish you all the best, especially to um, any listeners who we may have you know, in the area and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, moving on. 
to Geek Out. Well I said. would like to start off with a late reaction to the trailer for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Woo. is super late because this Woo. trailer dropped back in like what June, like the beginning. Of Something summer? like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. I think it might be might have been early August, but yeah. So I was never really a Top Gun fan. Like to be honest, I never even watched the first Top Gun to begin with. Don't hate, don't hate, don't get mad at me. That's okay. But um, the reason I'm out over this trailer is because of what happened in the beginning of the trailer. Mm-hmm. All right, so for y'all who've seen, I'm sure everyone's seen, the Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer back in April. Yes. We saw Rey getting chased down by a TIE fighter, right? Some type of TIE fighter? Yeah, some variant. Yeah, um, and this was like in a desert-type um, area, right? Yes, sir. It was a training montage. <laughs> it was a TIE interceptor set to You kill. need a montage. So she was being chased down by, you know, this vehicle. And in <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, we see um, Tom Cruise in, in what looks like an F-14 Tomcat. I don't know the yep. jet specification. Yeah, I think that was the Shot one from the first movie as well. A, yes. Love the F-14. We see the sweeping wings. We see him zooming down like at a low-level altitude, right? Um, on a desert, you know, desert um, type of terrain. Mm-hmm. And he's just zooming on by, and it just brings back these Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer vibes. I'm like, yo, it's Tom Cruise in that freaking TIE fighter chasing down Ray. He's about to run her over. That's what it seemed like. But um, yeah, that was just like a quick geek out moment of that of that sort in that trailer. I just have to say very quickly that it's 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 very interesting to me that they don't show Val Kilmer, who's supposed to be in this movie, mm-hmm. I believe as well, who's supposed to reprise his role because he was in the original. Um. And I think it's because Val Kilmer looks like an old woman now. That's just my 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 possible they're, opinion. They're saving him for later. For I think he got, I think he got sick. So like, let me be like fair and let me be a little bit nicer. But he looks he has aged quite a bit over the last couple of decades. So continue. Yeah, that's the top <laughs> of the, um, Maverick trailer. It looks pretty dope. And um, I guess we'll all, um, I'll catch it next year. And now moving on to the next one. Um, I have another trailer reaction for an indie movie called A Hidden Light. Mm-hmm. Now. The reason I'm geeking out over this is because, um, you know, as an indie movie, not a lot of people pay attention to it, so I wanted to bring some light into this one specific movie that did catch my attention. And it's basically um, based on a true story. It's about an Austrian man who um, was torn between his faith to the church and to God and to the Third Reich. This is during World War II. He, um, he, he was conflicted between, you know, church and, sh- church and state, excuse me, God and country. You know, who does his faith and loyalty lie on to more? And... Um, basically explains all that and now moving on to my last geek out it's another trailer reaction and it's to a video a video game that uh walt and i are both um, pretty hyped for it's called ghost recon breakpoint oh yeah looks freaking dope and um it this looks like it's going to be one of the best if not the best uh tactical military shooter yet the realism in it is just surreal it is just unbelievable and, um, is that, that John Bernthal of yes, Punisher fame in this game yes. also? In the latest yep. trailer, Intriguing. in the latest trailer, we see John Bernthal, you know, aka the Punisher, um, pretty much, you know, explaining like his origin story of why um, he became what is now he calls him the, a wolf. You know, he was he's a, he was a ghost, like you know, with the ghost team, but he became a wolf. He's basically hunting down his brothers, former brothers in arms, due to um, you know a past that um, you know that was very that was very dark. In his military career, but this seems like a really great game that's going to come out um, next month, and yeah, looking really looking forward to it. Trailers look interesting, yeah, yeah, it does look very intriguing. Um, I guess I'll jump into my geek outs very quickly. Um, a couple of things that I've seen recently and been listening to. Um, I may have mentioned before I'm a 
big, big fan of the Netflix original show Mindhunter. Um, I completely like went through the entire second season uh, a couple of weeks ago, basically like on the day that it came out. Um, if you guys are a fan, I know everybody's like a huge fan of true crime type stuff these days. If you're a fan of like true crime, if you're a fan of like uh, I guess serial killer mythology, this is a show that you would absolutely love um, the premise of this show for those who haven't seen it is it's it's based on a true story uh, it's about the original FBI agents who created what we use for psychologically profiling serial killers today so what they how they did this is they would go and interview famed serial killers or famed psychopaths in the first season for instance they interviewed somebody who became kind of much more well known as a serial killer this guy named Ed, Edmund Kemper um, who like his character is very popular since this show came out and he's kind of res- gotten a resurgence in popularity which is weird for a serial killer but have you seen the, the mis- picture of the actual guy yeah he looks he looks just like him he's just he's just heavier than the, than the yeah. actual guy that's the, really the only difference and well, he sounds just like him too, too right? he sounds just like him too that's really what the scariest part is but it's like they interview serial killers and they get information from that so that they can build psychological profiles in order to hunt down serial killers because that was, this was something that wasn't really touched upon before that nobody had ever thought of serial killer as a designation one of the real life people that this show is based on is uh, I think his name is Robert Ressler he coined the term serial killer he was the first one to basically popularize it um, but you know just to, to keep it moving they interview um, they interview uh, David Berkowitz in this season they interview Charles Manson they interview these these real life serial killers Obviously, they're fictionalized. You know, there's actors playing the roles, but they use prosthetics, and obviously, they worked with these people. They coached them so that they could sound and act like the real life serial killers. And it's really, if you're not a fa- if you're not a fan of shows that are kind of a slow build up or that kind of are more dialogue based, you might not like this. But the psychology of it is really, really interesting. It's a very intriguing show for anybody that might want to be, you know, get in, get deeper into the psyche of a serial killer. Um, Another thing I've been geeking out, and this will, be, this will deem a shorter mention, is uh, Tool came out with a new album this past week Ooh. called Numa, um, and I've been listening to it a little bit. It's it's Tool, so it's awesome. The one thing that I will mention that's kind of intriguing is that like about five or six of the tracks are over ten minutes long. There's a 15 minute song on this album, so it's like really really long, epic, like crazy music um, that they have on 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 this recently. And the other thing that I'll, I'll give a quick mention and then I'll actually turn it over to Walt because I believe this is something that you were geeking out about also is uh, I saw It Chapter 2 this week um, and just to give you a quick opinion I actually enjoyed it a little bit more than It Chapter 1 I thought it was a little bit better I thought It Chapter 1 was good but I thought it got a little absurd and a little too funny at parts and I think that this one was still funny and absurd at parts but I think it was more well grounded it was a great it was a great story about like dealing with your past, and again, I'll leave it at that. And those are my geek outs for the week. Maybe you want to say a little bit more about about it, chapter two, Walt. Yeah, so I also got a chance to see it, chapter two. Um, I'm gonna differ a little bit on that because I didn't enjoy it probably as much as you did. Um, it it chapter two is obviously a sequel to the 2017 it which in of itself is a remake of the old 
what was the 1980s? Yeah, um, it was a TV miniseries. Special, right? TV series. Yeah. It was a TV miniseries. Miniseries, which that was an adaption of Stephen King's book. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoyed the first one a little bit better than the second one. Okay. I my opinion of the the movie, much like what you said, it's a good study about. Um, pain and anguish It's a good study about You know um, Anxiety And, and you know all the, all the things That that happen with that You know In terms of You know Tragic Trauma And trauma all that stuff, and all right? that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just it, three, three I didn't need three hours Yeah it That's the complaint two. That's the complaint That I've heard yeah, a lot I of really didn't And That's it, what my friend said That I went with the, the interesting thing Is that you don't see Pennywise Basically until about An hour and a half Into the movie yeah, his and surrogates even, are kind of the the evil. These like all these other characters kind of right. like do that. And so thing. there, there are you know you see him for like a, a quick minute here and there, and then he's gone, and then we go into the future, into the past. You know, um, we go. I mean, into the present, into the past. Then we see him again for another five minutes, and then we go back to past and present, and then we see him again for another three minutes and past and present. And, you know, the payoff at the very end, everything kind of seemed very predictable. You know, there, there was nothing there that surprised me. Um, and the one thing that I did appreciate is that they did keep on harping on the fact that Stephen King, his endings to books and TV shows are lousy. Oh, yeah, that's the one character that they were that they were joking around with. Um, well... I can't remember which character that was, Bill. but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Bill is is the main character that's played by James McAvoy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if you if you go on the internet and you go online, you'll see that there's a lot of people who posit that, you know, this book is actually Stephen King's childhood, and he had a version of Pennywise in his life and stuff like that. And this is just him, you know, putting it pen to paper and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but like I said, I, I think it was there was too many characters to deal with because now you only not only did you have to do deal with um, past losers, you had to deal with future losers, right. and then losers club. It, it was just it was just a little bit too drawn out for me. I think that movie could you could have chopped it in half and come up with something a little bit better that that flowed a little bit better, that was a little tightly, you know, the story was tightly wound a little bit better, and and again. You know, the story at the very end was kind of the ending was very over underwhelming for me. So yeah, uh, if anything, just to like kind of piggyback off that very quickly, my point of agreement is definitely the middle was very long, uh, especially the part where they all had to separate and kind of look for that little artifact. That it was did, a, that was a great that. scene, but it was it was each part was too long. Yeah, and right? you didn't need that. You could you could have kept on going. And and where did that at the end of the day, not to spoil anything, did it really matter? That that I, I actually thought those scenes were necessary. I just thought each one was individually too long and created an overlong middle. But I, I yeah, like the to me the end of the movie was kind of it was like an, it was like Endgame. It was like forty five minutes of combat. Oh, it was with, it was with horrendous with, with whatever character. I won't spoil it too much, but it was like right. forty five minutes of fighting, and like it was like it did feel like Avengers. It felt like yeah. they were bringing the team back together again. They were bringing the team know? back together, and then the end was just a huge long like action set piece. Like that they was went like underground. What, they did all that stuff. Long, I think. No, it was like forty-five minutes long. Yeah, I checked. Like I, ch- I was checking the time because I knew it was about three hours. I was checking the time periodically throughout the movie, and when all that started, it was about forty-five minutes left in the movie. So yeah, it was too long for me. All right, you know. So I, I, like I said, the actors were fine. 
you know, they did. They Bill did Hader it. did a great job, I think. Oh, I, he was the best. Him, him, and the other guy. Um, that they, those two were the way they were playing off of each other. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the the other Richie? characters was. Was it? Was it, was it Richie? Richie, I think? yes, yes. There's a, there's a subtext to that that we could probably talk about some other time. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll leave but that. There's there's something that they were they were trying to say about Bill Hader's secret that uh, a lot of people didn't pick up on. But well, like, they did mention it because in the flashback it was kind of pretty apparent. Yeah, it was kind of fairly obvious, but yeah. But they never they never explicitly they never explicitly said, it. said yes. what that okay. subtext was. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's my geek out. So right. who's next? Meta is next. Meta is next. Okay. All right, Meta, take it Meta away. Godzilla, let's go. So not, not quite, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I finally finished Dragon Ball. Took you half a million. Dra- years. Dragon Ball, excellent. The original Dragon Ball, nice. That was fun. What did you think about it? I think that when um, when we got to the tournament, uh, the World Martial Arts Tournament, mm-hmm. there was this weird bit, because my understanding of Dragon Ball was that originally it was mythology, but then yeah. Dragon Ball Z is when it became all... Aliens and whatnot. Yeah, it was supposed to be the Monkey Monkey King or something like that, yeah. I believe. The end of Dragon Ball really heavily implied that Kami and Piccolo were aliens. Yeah. I don't think... Maybe it was the dub, but... Like, they had them speaking in, like, an alien language. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. God. It was so corny, but yeah. it was good. <laughs> Dragon Ball has always been corny, but good. And then the end of Dragon Ball kind of, like, start to, like, not only that, hint at the alien stuff, but start to hint at what would Dragon Ball Z would become. Because it got a lot more crazy with the fights. It got a lot more Dragon Ball Z-esque, I think, near the end of Dragon Ball. In my opinion. In my opinion. I don't know if you saw well, that yeah, same Growing a few stories is a little wacky. Yeah. Among but other then things. again, it is the Demon King. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the other thing that I've been catching up on is Preacher. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Nice. <laughs> it is amazing. Like, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but just, just take my word for it. It's so great. Like, there's I'm, the payoff is really. It's good. So has Preacher ended its season yet, or is it still no, ongoing? It's not done. So how many episodes are there at present time? Uh, I think it's something like five. Okay. Sounds I don't good. remember how many episodes are in the season period, but it has some really nice moments. Cool. Yeah, and created then, by uh, what Garth Ennis, the same guy who created The Boys, which is another good show, or wrote the comic for The Boys. And produced by the same guys also. Seth Rogen and them, right? Yep, and Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They did both shows. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that I've been watching, and half of put me onto this one, is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a really old game, isn't it? Believe you me, it is bizarre. That's, a, that's an older game, isn't it? Bizarre. No, he's talking about it's the anime. anime. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a complete, yeah. I'm thinking a completely different thing. My, my mistake. Continue. Yeah. It's very like, bizarre. Don't listen to me. Very. I, I just started getting into part two because the, the way he, he set it up for me was that one joke, because it's divided into into Volumes, lineages. Right? Oh, okay. So the first JoJo, that's part one. The second JoJo is part two. Wait, is JoJo supposedly like a, like a legacy character? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you're following his, I guess, kids through time. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm in part two, per se. 
And I gotta say, my favorite scene is when he's fighting this vampire guy, because apparently how you make a vampire is you put a stone mask on his face, and then, ugh, magic. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. So... He's fighting this vampire before he even fights it. There's no clear indication that he's carrying. Half a second later, he pulls out a Tommy and starts (laughs) shooting up not only the vampire, but the the entire cafe behind him. (laughs) And there are people in there. That is definitely a bizarre adventure. That's not even the best part. Oh, there's more. Yes, there's more. This is is what I'm going to end off on. So, he, uh, he's fighting the vampire, you know, he shoots the gun, and obviously it doesn't work. So he's like, is that your best move? No, it's not. Check your left pocket, or something akin to that. And he sees a grenade there, and he's like, oh my god, okay? So is that really gonna stop me? He goes, and he throws the grenade at him. And then, as he's throwing this grenade, he goes, look again! And as he throws the grenade... That was linked to a wire that was linked to, like, eight other grenades. <laughs> and those go off. <laughs> so, in other words, this vampire is toast. No, it didn't die. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point. It's bizarre. That's bizarre, yeah. And it's, it's good. Bizarre. Sorry, adventure, boys. Yeah. We had a bizarre, bizarre. If you haven't seen it already, uh, those of you who are up with... Uh, who are on the up and up with memes know it's already pretty popular. Watch it. Where did you see it on? You saw it on the Funima- Funimation app? Netflix. Netflix. Okay, very good. <laughs> Speaking of memes. <laughs> what? The unseen credit. I mean, the... the um, well, yeah, that's where that comes from. <laughs> to be continued. All right, Elias, wrap us up. What's going on with you today? I mean, most of my geek out is boring, so, I mean, don't be surprised. Yeah. So, uh, my first boring, kind of brutally honest geek out. Go for it. What? Is about the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard bad things about it, and I can tell you, not to be mean, but it kind of is. Okay. The Nintendo Switch is good, right? But the one thing that I'm starting to hate is the fact that um, there's this problem called the Joy-Con drift issue. Okay. So, has anybody here ever used a Switch? Um, only a couple of times, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what this issue is? So, basically... Um, um, controller inputs commands to the um, game and um, if the game thinks that you're moving it and it's like stuck in place and the only way to stop it is by putting your thumb on it. Now the thing is Oh, um, so like old Xbox controllers. It's happened to me with my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But this is like a, a, an issue that happens when you first get the system, that kind of thing? Or what's the issue? Um, it happens like a couple months after, like three or four. That's not very good. Yeah, so I experienced mine. I let it charge for like a couple of months and out of nowhere my game just stopped. And it happened to all four of your controllers, right? They all all broke? Yeah, all four. All four of them. Wow. All four of them. What isn't is Nintendo doing anything to address this? Yeah, so um first of all, when people tried addressing it, 
mm-hmm. um, um, Nintendo denied it. Nintendo denied all of it. Ooh, okay. When they, when people kept pressuring them, that's when they started giving out fix, um, fix, um, fixes for the um, Joy Cons for free. So like, mm-hmm. when people are saying um, your Joy Cons suck, your console sucks, Nintendo's denying it. That's really stupid. So yeah, that's my first brutally. Brutally, brutally honest. Um, geek out. That's less a geek out and more what really grinds your gears this week. Yeah. Uh, second, um, I know that ASAP knows about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the new, a new song dropped by Little Uziver. Sanguine Paradise. Sanguine Paradise. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, the song is nice. I mean, like the the trumpets of the instrumental. It's really the trumpets that catch my attention because I'm really into that kind of music. I I call it a glorious music if you will and it's Same. um it's his uh lyrics in the song that make it uh quite popping right so if you do you want to rap on the song and no, Walt, Walt and I will play the trumpet because that's a little known secret we both played the trumpet in junior high school <laughs> and well a little bit of high school for me oh, yeah. as well yeah we're both we're both trumpet players soloists Woo. skillful Woo. what do you think what else do you think about the song um well it, I mean it has a pretty good beat mm-hmm and, um, yeah, there's not really much to it. I really like the song. I would rate it maybe 7 out of 8 slices, 7.5 out of 8 slices. And the yeah. song, he does this on the people who criticize his height because he's, like, 5 foot 4. But then he says when he's standing on his money, he's now 6 foot 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, nice. yeah, I'll give him that. Message to all the haters out there. Yeah, that's nice, bro. I'll give him that. I see the line here. I was talking to my little slime. That's a little lizard. Call her Geico. In reality, I'm five foot four, standing on my money now. I'm six foot six. Interesting. So he has exactly a foot and two inches <laughs> worth worth of extra money to stand on top of. Bro, that's some Gucci stuff, bro. All right then. That sounds like a rather intriguing set of geek outs. Okay, so those are the rather interesting and bizarre geek outs for the week. Uh, we're going to jump right into music news, and ASAP is going to lead us off with some, uh, with a little bit of rest in peace type news for one of our, one of our featured artists of this generation. R.I.P. News indeed. So we have a latest tweet from Nicki Minaj. She tweeted to her fans recently, I read, quote unquote, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it till the death of me in the box because ain't nobody checking me. Love you for life. So she pretty much just announced her retirement. We don't know if it's definite. Or we don't know if it's true. But, um, you know, there are rumors going around that Cardi B retired her. And it's funny because, you know, Cardi B um, admitted that, you know, Nikki was one of her idols growing up. She, um, you know, she really liked her. And, you know, it's one of those idols become rivals type stories. But that's just a rumor besides the point. But the thing is that um, Nicki Minaj uh, said the following day that um, she feels that, you know, she, she, she didn't say this quote unquote, but she implied that, you know, it wasn't a good idea that she tweeted um, that retirement announcement. She feels like she should she could have done it more formally, like in a radio um, show discussion or whatnot. But only time will tell what 
will become of Nicki Minaj and her career. But you know what? If she does truly decide to retire, if that's her, you know, um, honest statement, then, you know, we're, you know, we wish her all the best. We're grateful for her um, music that she contributed um, throughout her career. And, you know, it's, it's been great um, listening to Nicki Minaj. And we, like I said, we only wish her the best for, um, not just for herself, but for her family. And um, in other news regarding music, specifically hip-hop as well, you remember um, back in episode 70 when I announced that Young Thug um, stated that he is not gay and is the straightest man in the world? Straightest. He just recently said that um, his song Hot featuring Gunna is also the number one song in the world. He said, go ask Siri. So, yeah, Hot by Young Thug featuring Gunna is the number one song in the world. You know, only, you know, certain people could um, could say if it's true or not, but I myself had downloaded Hot. I really love that song because just like Sanguine Paradise by Lil Uzi Vert, that song, it sounds glorious AF. Um, it sounds like Super Bowl championship music. Um, that shit is vibe. It's really cool. But um, that's um, your music hip-hop news. Now, going into fashion, um, I just want to say that the week this episode is coming out is also um, New York Fashion Week. And um, much much uh, has been going on. Um, a lot of great celebrities and you know models in attendance. We had you know, um, Kendall Jenner, Gigi Hadid, Zendaya. Um, and whatnot, and they look absolutely um, stunning and beautiful. And one of my favorites, BB Rexa, she loves to rock the the retro fashion, um, you know, those retro vibes. Like she's a '40s, '50s type fashion girl, and it's really cute because uh, you know, there's not a lot of girls who, um, and just people in general, I should say, that like to you know, you know, dress like really retro and whatnot. Like when I say retro, I'm like I'm talking like like way back in the like, days, like pre World War II retro. That's <laughs> way retro. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, we just live in a mix-and-match um, fashion trend society now. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'd be seeing people that, you know, rock, uh, like, a Puma track jacket with Adidas sneakers and freaking Nike joggers. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But uh, that's just that. And also, big fashion news, Dolce & Gabbana, D&G, just launched new sneaker drop. It looks pretty dope. It looks like if you were to, like, make a mural, but on a shoe. So, you know, I just want to, like, show you guys around, like, this This looks pretty dope. Like, it, it's it's pretty colorful and creative yeah. and whatnot. Oh, my gosh. It looks like um, I came in today with, like, uh, the Tribe Called Quest sneakers, that limited yeah. run Tribe Called Quest sneakers that came out, like, a couple of years ago. Kind of reminds me of that with, like, its colorful artwork. It Look, looks like, super colorful. It's almost like, like, they got, the sneakers got tagged. I kind of like that. Yeah, like, like graffiti on it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I like that. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people are into, like, the colorful um, scheme and whatnot, and that's cool, but, you know, like, for all of those who have... I would say a diversified, uh, uh, a diversified mindset of fashion. Like they would say, this is pretty cool, and um, I just wanted to drop that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to drop them. The thing was, I didn't even check the price, so like no one asked me how much it is because I still have to check that out. And these these look pretty dope, though. Y'all should check it out. There's the price. Oh, there you go. It is $995. Oh, is that all? I'm not wearing those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Still look fire, though. Unless you guys want to send me money. Yeah, but that's um this week's news in in the music and fashion world. Jose? One thing I got to say that's kind of interesting about the Nicki Minaj thing very quickly, I know we're not going to get too deep into it, is just she's still creating new music, like, at the moment. She still has studio time. She, like, signed a few different people to work with her on her new album, so it's really strange, this announcement, but... Nicki Minaj has always struck me as a little bit strange anyway. So, moving 
right along. On our last episode, well, two episodes ago, because we had the sports episode in between, right? Um, we talked about our impressions of the D23 trailer, but the trailer hadn't dropped to the public yet. Now everybody's seen it. And we've seen the entire trailer. Right. So I think we need to speak a little bit about that small little movie that's coming out in December. Something called Star Wars. Yeah, it's an indie film. It's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> nobody, nobody knows about yeah. it, really. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it makes, like, top 100 in the box office. Yeah, it's going to make, like, $50. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you know, there's, there's a, a film that actually made only $50 in the box office. What? Well, oh, yeah, I, I know that. The only thing I recently is that Fred Durst had some movie with John Travolta. Oh. Was it The Fan or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that made, like, a ludicrously small amount of money. Well, I don't while know about you the $50 guys, movie. While you guys talk about this, I'm going to research <laughs> the worst box office ever. Let's talk about this little movie called Star Wars and our reactions to the trailer. Yes, go, go ahead and do that. you figure out what movie this is going to surpass as the worst box office of all time, apparently. It'll, it'll probably surpass it in the first showing. <laughs> it'll probably surpass it in the first, like, seconds. Exactly. Like, you know? before before even the first showing, it will surpass that $50 box office because there'll be pre-sale tickets that will literally surpass that times a thousand probably in the first second. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, I w- we're all going to see this movie, right? I mean, that's pretty I much a consensus. So. I, I kind of think so. Um, the trailer is interesting, though. I think uh, I heard there was a lot of backlash for the trailer, but I don't really understand why, because this whole... This movie is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, definitively. So for them to show clips from the prior films, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I know it's a little bit taking away from showing you new stuff in the movie, but that's also a good thing because I don't want this movie spoiled for me in any way. And then as I say that, I look at one of the more notable scenes in the trailer. For those of you who have seen it, which is, I think, pretty much everyone on Earth, it's the the Rey with her dual-bladed lightsaber looking all dark side ish which, by the way... You know, I'll get into my theories about that later. Um, I think the trailer is pretty cool. I like the trailer. Um, I haven't seen... I'll, I'll admittedly say that the trailers that have come out so far have not excited me as much about this movie as the Force Awakens trailer did and the Last Jedi trailer did prior to this. But again, I think it's a good thing because I think that they really, 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 really ration out what they show you in this trailer. So when the movie finally comes out... Everything's either going to be a surprise or a misdirection because I feel like a lot of the stuff in this trailer is heavily misdirecting you as to what the final plot is going to end up being and what the titular Rise of Skywalker will end up being. So let's open it up. Yeah. Let's get some thoughts. Elias, seems like you have a thought. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what well, you think? I, um, I, I actually agree with you because... Yes, it is a lot of misdirection because um yeah um what's his name the person who made it J.J. Abrams um yeah he made the uh, the Force Awakens and then it was Ryan Johnson for the Last Jedi yeah and Force for Awakens one. wasn't there a lot of misdirection there was there yeah was. there was so in all the trailers why. there kind of have been but I feel like this one's gonna do it a little bit more but I'm sorry go ahead continue your thought please yeah so that's that's probably why I would think that. I would think this is a lot of misdirection because the last few movies have been a lot of misdirection. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
Most of my theories are probably wrong. Uh, I'm still clinging to a theory that I had from after we saw The Force Awakens, which seems like it might be more realistic having watched this movie. Should I just get into it? Should I just get into the theory? theory well, I'm still clinging to a theory, too. I, I, I feel like um, I know exactly what Jose is talking about. And th- this, this, right? and this is the theory we both agree on, but we'll jump into it later. Okay. So, so like, let's get some more quick thoughts, I guess, about the, about the trailer um, from you guys. Besides Elias, like, what else did you think about the trailer? Not just in terms of misdirection, but in terms of, like, what you saw? Like, does it look good? Are you excited to see it more so because of this trailer? Is there anything, is there any one part of the trailer that really stood out to you as, like, really, really cool or even really bad? Should, should I th- talk about my theory or something? Um, talk about it a little bit in, in relation to what you saw yeah, in the trailer, okay. and we'll get into it in more detail as we continue with our which is, with our theories, which is basically our main topic for, the te- for, for today, by the way. You always uh, see that As mentioned thoughts. already, we're going to get into some more theories about what we think is going to happen in this movie. So, spoilers? I, I, see, I see that perfect pause on that perfect screen, right? Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. this is kind of in relation to my theory, but... Um, uh, in one of the scenes, it shows Ray with um, half blue, half red lightsaber. So what I'm thinking is what I told Meta. Um, oh, that's 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 actually poster. not the the. That's the, the poster, right? You mean do you mean the scene from The Force Awakens where they no. show half red and half blue on her face? Or no, she's holding no. like a lightsaber. Is she not? Wait, wait, go. Can you? Well, no, no, I know, I know what um, Eliza's talking about. Is yeah. this the scene? Um, on Star Killer Base in The Force Awakens, when her and Kylo are in a um, in a in a like a dual Clash. lock yeah, position. No. No. What did you see with the red and blue lightsaber in this one? I don't. Think I, I saw, saw that. her holding it. I, I think I may be wrong. No. no well, there's the only part that I saw was when she's holding the dual bladed red lightsaber. I didn't see a red and a blue one. We, let's run the, the trailer again and see if maybe we missed yeah. that because maybe that's a missable detail. I'm pretty sure I might be wrong. That we didn't see. Is, Is this that, the part you're referring to right here? Um. Yes. That. Yeah, that's the clash that's between the Force Kylo and... Yeah. That, that was a little bit of foreshadowing, I think, also, because, yeah, the, that part, it's when her and Kylo were fighting, her blue lightsaber is reflecting oh, yeah. on her face, and Kylo's red lightsaber was also That was on Starkiller Base. Oh, yeah. That was the, kind of showing the conflict in within her between the light and the dark side. So then, yeah. So then, you know what, no matter... Well, that is part of a theory, actually. Yeah, you no matter what, I still think... Mm-hmm. I still think that um, <coughs> she might become a knight of Ren. She might work yeah, interesting. with. Interesting. She might yeah. work with Ren um, to like defeat the emperor, and then what? I don't know the rest, but I have a couple of theories in mind. But I'll leave the rest to you guys. Okay. And then I'll say mine's. Let's get some more impressions of the trailer, short as it may be. Um, I uh, think you're missing the most important detail. What's that? Like, how do you even miss this? You should be ashamed of yourselves. What if we didn't miss it and we're just waiting for you to say it? Yeah. <laughs> no, because it, it would have been said already. All right. Go ahead. C-3PO's red eyes. Oh, evil, evil 3PO? No, no, no. There's, there's a character in the canon. Okay. His mm-hmm. name is Triple Zero. Is this... There was this article I read where... This is current with, canon, not Legends canon? Uh, this is uh, the comics. Oh, so recently. So it's not canon. Yeah. Recently, okay. It no, it is canon. canon. It is canon. It's canon. Yeah, if so it's the, well, the Darth wrecked. Vader comic? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, get wrecked. So that is, yeah, that's definitely canon. Mm-hmm. That actually leads into a lot of the theories that we might discuss this evening. But um, go ahead, please, Meta. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading this article that completely blew me away. Like, it was more of a headliner. So, I follow fandom, and 
I saw recently that on Wikipedia, my bad. <laughs> I love that name. On Wikipedia, Triple Zero, the name of the assassin droid 3PO, the viewership on that page went up 3,000% or something like that. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that character. Not as much detail as you have, but... Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, and they think he's a Sith Lord. And I think he's a Sith Lord. Come on, man. Red eyes equals Sith Lord. Wait, a droid is a Sith Lord? Is like, that what you just said? So, hey, man. This could be this could be Jar Jar Binks' new apprentice. Okay? I was going to say. Ooh. Should I say Darth Plagueis? This is confirming that theory <laughs> that Jar Jar. That Jar Jar. That's actually my biggest theory that Jar Jar Binks is in charge of all of this. And we're going to see Ahmed Best. We'll see him again. And he'd be like, Misa, I'm going to destroy the universe. Or something like that. <laughs> With a snap. With a snap. Yeah, he's going to do the, the snapping, the decimation. The, Jar Jar Binks. All that other stuff. Is um, the ultimate. <laughs> the only Sith person Lord. who has not talked now is Walt. I will tell you this very quickly before Walt gives his impressions. Realistically, if Jar Jar Binks turns out to be anywhere near this movie, I'm never watching Star Wars again. I <laughs> Unless he has a very small cameo. If I... He, if this theory is correct, no, no. <laughs> I would congratulate yes, Star Wars. Yes. yes, yes. Well, his cameo has to be him street performing somewhere on Naboo, so. Yeah, Jar yeah. Jar Binks memes needs to be more upvoted, people. Yeah, we need more Jar Jar Binks memes. As, as far as canon goes, he's a street performer on Naboo. So um, <laughs> I, that's something that I would like to see. Maybe but you know what? I, I I say this all in all in just because you know, um, I don't want to belittle the work that Ahmed Best did in making that character come to life. You know, he's he's had a lot of difficulties since that role, um, and he he came out with it not too long ago. You know, expressing how he he was depressed and he thought about suicide. So you know, as much as we make fun of Jar Jar Binks, the character, we will never ever make fun of Ahmed Best the actor. I'd rather, yes, I'd rather I, make fun of George Lucas for writing the character. Yeah, yes. exactly. On all serious note, I agree with Walt. It's it's not the actor's fault. He actually did a good job performance-wise. Yeah, yeah. He, did, he yeah. did what he was told to do, and he did it well. Yeah. So. Jar Jar Binks is a great character, and the actor played it well. Well, I, I wouldn't say Jar Jar Binks is a great character. But He's like, an awesome character. He's like one of the best Sith Lords out there. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar Binks? No, yes. Darth Plagueis. Darth Pl- He's not Darth Plagueis. Yes, please. he is. No. Yes, he is. That's Meta's theory. He has red eyes. I mean, the yellow eyes that are characteristic of a Sith. Remember that. It's also characteristic of the yellow-eyed demon that's supernatural. <laughs> so that doesn't mean that Jar Jar Binks is working with um, Crowley and whatnot. Crowley? Is he? Crowley is uh, Crossroads. Demon. Huh? Crowley is a crossroads demon. That's different. He's also king of hell, isn't he? Uh, you haven't gotten up to it yet, but yellow eyes are on a far different scale than crossroads okay. demons. I'm still in season, what is it, 10? Yeah, you're getting close, though. I'm getting close. It, it's, a long, it's a long road. Only 30 more seasons to go. On the road so far. It's a joke. For all you Supernatural fans, right? Yeah. There you go. So so what, what are your impressions thoughts you know i i, I don't i don't want to i don't want to harp on the fact that we keep seeing dark dark ray uh, in the trailer i am a little surprised that they put that out there 
And so, you know, the thought is, knowing that it's J.J. Abrams, it's a, it's clearly a misdirect. They want to make you think that it's dark, dark gray. Much and it's much in the same way that he didn't want us to believe that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was Khan in the Star Trek, you know. But yeah. at some point, you know, the trick gets old, and I'm wondering if maybe this is the one. Where he was like, ha, gotcha. No, it's actually Dark Ray. I don't think it's going to be the case. No, I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, originally my thought was that this was a clone of Dark Ray. Um, I'm, I agree. I'm kind of leaning. I'm convinced on that already. I'm, 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 theory centers somewhat around mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I'm back and forth bit. between the clone theory and the vision theory. Oh my god. I like you know? the vision theory. Only reason I'll oh say that god. not to cut you off is because <laughs> it would mirror kids have like, um, it would mirror the vision that Luke has. Luke has a vision of himself essentially as a Sith when he when he cuts off Darth Vader's uh, head in the Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and he sees his own face. On Dagobah. Guys, um, On Dagobah, exactly. So this could be something that's related to that where Ray sees herself as evil in a vision. But, and the only other thing I have to say is that wasn't there there was a website or a, some sort of Star Wars resource that posted it up saying something about about it being a vision and it got taken down. Yeah, but you know what? I, I was talking to uh, Wolfie about this and that could just be um, a, a script, uh, somebody blogging something out and it's just a, a wrong choice of words, yeah. so to speak, you know, because be. um, I don't think that particular blogger for Star Wars has intimate details of what happened in the movie. I think he's just given a general impression of what's going on with the movie, and he just writes out, and it makes sense. He was like, we see visions of dark, of dark gray and stuff like that. That doesn't necessarily mean vision visions. Mm-hmm. That could just mean, you know, just in general, it's a vision of dark gray. And maybe somebody in, Mar- in Lucasfilm in Star Wars Maybe Kathleen Kennedy said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't use that. You know, maybe there is something to it. Maybe there's not. And maybe it's just a play on words. And they said, you know what? Let's take it out and use another word. So I'm not too... That piece of news doesn't, you know, strike me as as super important and stuff. Um, At least not yet. That remains to be seen. If it does happen to be a vision when we do see it in December, then it all makes sense, right? Um, I, you know, I, I like I said, I'm. Uh, that's one of the things that was that was very interesting for me in that trailer was seeing that. Um, it it seems like it's very early in the first trailer to kind of put that out there. Mm-hmm. I I thought that maybe that was something that you would hold it either for the second trailer or maybe maybe even for the TV spots, you know. I think that that kind of you're jumping the shark really early in the game with with that particular image and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I just you know the rest of the trailer seems very very good to me. I I particularly liked the scene of Ray and Kylo in the ocean, which I'm gonna say is on Endor in fighting over the the Death Star. Agreed. You know. Um, it, it, I, I especially am, I think me and Balrog are locked up in this the shot of all the Imperial Star Destroyers I wanted to talk about that real quick I, I, uh, when are you were finished I'm going to I, that's my lead in lead him into it so that you can take over because I love it but I know you're on a lo- another level with These that one Imperial Star Destroyers you know? too Wait, aren't they yes they are they are not the new the First Order Star Destroyers no 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 no. Um, they are Imperials so. hold up 
Um, Meadow's having a mental no, breakdown no, no, no. right now. Go, go on, go on. <laughs> this is going to be part of the theory. Don't you thing. tell him how he feels, okay? But he is, he is right now. Well, he'll tell us that he's having he, a breakdown. He was kind of bugging out when I was talking and stuff, especially after I said clones and visions, and his, <laughs> his face kind of just lost <laughs> it. But we'll get back to that. We're going to let Balrog continue with the flow of empires, Imperial Star Destroyers in the air. Hundreds of them, it looks like, right? Yeah. It's definitely more. It's a lot. It's a beautiful shot. It's, it's a glorious shot. Mm-hmm. Take it so away, Balrog. At, at around 1 minute and 25 seconds to 1 minute and 26 seconds of the trailer. The man is timing it. Oh, my gosh. This is such a glory shot. Like, everyone's ta- talking about Ray and, and whatnot. And, you know, that's cool now. But, look, this is, this scene right here is glorious. This, um, we see a scene of, of oh, my gosh. We, we, see, we see a scene of Star Destroyers. And I'm talking the old ISDs, the, like, Imperial Star Destroyer Class 1s or Class 2s. They look more like the Class 1s. They're, um, they're all lined up in a formation. We're talking hundreds and thousands. This is multiple fleets, not just one single fleet. We're talking multiple fleets because one fleet of um, one imperial fleet usually consists of like two capital ships and multiple frigates. We see a whole formation of hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of capital ships. Um, like I said, old ISDs. The, this is such a glorious scene. It's in, it's really dark. It's gloomy. It's there's lightning. And um, oh my gosh, they're just—they're all um, in a tight formation, like I said, flying overhead and hovering overhead, I should say. And um, it's just very menacing. And it really—this scene right here in this trailer fully displays and exemplifies the might of the Empire. Still. Yes, and the fact that it has not fallen, clearly. And um, like arrowheads in in like certain angles. They absolutely do. They look like weapons targeted at something specific Mm -hmm. too. Like, I, I have my I have multiple theories um, on where all these star destroyers came from, what's their purpose, who is in command, but you know that, I'm leaving that for later on. But yes, this with this entire trailer, the the ray scene at the end, the the dark ray, um, she was amazing. Um, I love that lightsaber. Oh my gosh! Yes, of course. Of, of all people, it's uh, definitely Walt who would love that lightsaber the most. <laughs> but in this specific trailer, man, it's this one scene in particular that I I found so so appealing. And like I said, when it's described in one word, glorious. Yeah, it's it's probably the coolest single shot it's of fire. the entire trailer of the entire movie that we've seen so far, quite possibly. Because even what Walt said. The scene with Rey and Kylo fighting on top of the remains of what is probably the Death Star. That's an awesome looking scene. It looks really like a really, it might be a really cool fight. I think Rey has the slight high ground in this scene, so we'll see how it turns out. But at the same time, like this is, this is like, like great movie making right here. The rest is just like a cool Star Wars moment. This is like a good movie moment. This is a, a shot, almost like, I don't know why this popped up, but for those of you that have seen The Walking Dead, the scene that always stuck out to me in that show was the, the scene of Rick riding his horse into, into Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes. Mm-hmm. The highway mm-hmm. scene. This is like that highway scene. It's just iconic almost instantly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks awesome. There's got to be at least... At, on screen, there has to be at least 70 or 60 or 70 Star Destroyers over here. So this is a really cool-looking scene. Uh, Meta, I believe... What thoughts do you have about this so, about this trailer so far? 
It literally just occurred to me while, and I was mm-hmm. looking over the scene again from Last Jedi. Visions. Visions. Mm-hmm. So, remember when she went into the the dark side pit in Last Jedi? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Remember when she went into the mirror scene? Yes. yes exactly. Clones. Clones. Dark side telling her she's a clone. Well, isn't that what I told you? Yep. Before? Yep. And so, what if that other Ray is a clone? That's what popped up in my mind the moment he said that. I mean, this goes back... I can't believe I just put that together. No, but that, that's actually good, good that you're jumping into theories too, because this goes back to, like, what, what ASAP and I have been saying since, like, The Force Awakens came out. She has... Uh, at least we believed at the time and now this is probably more possible evidence of this that she has some ties to Palpatine whether she's related to him in some way whether she's a clone of his in some way um, we saw a few details in The Force Awakens that, that made it feel that way because her fighting style was very similar to Palpatine was one thing that always stood out to me um, you get hints of it in the Vader comic not not that she's necessarily a clone of, of Palpatine but you get hints of Palpatine's ability to kind of create immaculate conception, to create life in the comic books, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's touched upon in the Vader comic. That's a good analogy. With um, Anakin. Right, yeah, with Anakin. I mean, we get we get all but confirmation that Anakin is basically, like, created by Palpatine in the comic book. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't it be that, especially when you talk about the rise of Skywalker, well, maybe it's the, Skywalker, the entire Skywalker clan came from Palpatine. Which is crazy to think of, but it kind of makes sense with the way that Star Wars was always originally supposed to be tied together as kind of a familial story, and uh, a lot of what they talked about when it comes to J.J. Abrams making this finale was that even with The Force Awakens, he got a lot of input from George Lucas. He didn't exactly write it based on what George Lucas said he wanted to be seven, eight, and nine to be. But George Lucas did speak with him at length about what his plans were for 7, 8, and 9. So maybe he took some of those details, and maybe one of those originally intended details was that Palpatine was kind of the patriarch of the Skywalker clan, in a way. So this kind of ties into the theory that ASAP and I have had for a long time. And if we were right, that's right, mofos! We we predicted this years ago. And and <laughs> just just to piggyback on what you were saying with J.J. Abrams and and his collaboration with Lucas, mm-hmm. we already know that Ray was was already a part of what Lucas was planning when he was creating his trilogy um, before he was taken off the project. At the time, the character was called Kira. Okay. Um, and so it was it was a very similar thing. And also, again, you know, with the collaboration, Snoke was directly impacted by George Lucas because he had also a similar character in his version. Um, his version was going to be more directed on um, the wills, you know, and, and, you know, how everything came about and stuff like that. But he did have these characters in there, um, and part of, part of it was Force Ghosts, you know that was going to play a big part of it, and we're starting to see that in this trilogy, in the J.J. Abrams trilogy, because we've already seen. Um, I I I believe that Palpatine is not coming back as Palpatine. I I truly believe yeah. that Palpatine mm-hmm. is coming in as a virgin. You know, 
as a, um, like a, a Sith dark Revenant. side. Uh, yeah, Sith Revenant. He's not going to be there in corporeal form. He's going to be more ethereal and stuff like that. Probably probably attached to the Death Star right. spirit. And, and so I've heard a theory where, um, you know, this movie is going to start out at where... It's gonna. It's, there's gonna be a time jump, yeah. right? And we're talking about <laughs> what's going on. With life? Nothing. I just figured something out. Okay, okay. tell us about it after Wall. Yeah. After Wall gets to this thought, I'm so curious to hear it. There's a theory out there that you know Kylo and Rey are gonna be on very different paths, but they're gonna they're gonna end up converging. Um, Kylo is going to be hunting down Sith artifacts. He's already got Darth Vader's mask, and he's going to continue on his hunt, which is going to lead him to Endor, because that is the nexus of power, the nexus of evil, where Palpatine's spirit kind of resides and stuff like that. Rey's going to be doing the same thing. She's going to feel like there's a there's a this huge dark evil spirit in the Force, and that's going to be the part of the whole you know convergence where they'll go both going to end up on Endor, you know, because of Palpatine. Now, I, I happen to tend to think that that Starfleet, um, and again, this is my wild and crazy theory, but I think somewhere along the line, Hux is going to betray Kylo. He's going to take over the First Order. Kylo's going to be a man without a mission, and all of a sudden, you know, hey, guess what? There's a whole bunch of uh, Empire starships over there. You know, let's bring them in. I happen to think there may be three battles going on at the very end of this movie. So, but that's my theory, you know. Well, for me, I have a couple of theories, which um, I'm not going to explain any of them except for one. This one, I mean, I'm not too sure about, but I it's two theories on... It's two theories. Mm-hmm. One is about the Starfleet, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one is about the multiple rays. Okay. First things first, Starfleet. It's Admiral Thrawn's Starfleet, right? Oh, I hope not. It's my theory. Grand. I, I, you know what? I really hope Thank not. Thank you. Yes, right. indeed. I really hope Admiral not. Screw it around. They wouldn't be. They couldn't introduce him in this way. They would have to introduce him in his own. It's it's a horrible. Way, it's a horrible way to introduce him. You know. <laughs> yeah. With everything. <laughs> totally kidding. Like uh, Walt said, um, I also have a wild and crazy imagination. When it comes to theories. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling that what if the Emperor is controlling all of those... All of those Star Destroyers with the Force. So technological possession? Technological That's not entirely without precedent. That's not entirely (laughs) without precedent because in in the novelization for the the Return of the Jedi, it's, it's... or uh, I'm not sure if it was the novelization of The Return of the Jedi or the book that came immediately after it, but this was from the Legends canon. I read this book long ago, <coughs> and it was revealed that the Emperor was was exacting some measure of control over the entire Imperial fleet using the Force, especially in the final battle over Endor. So it might be a crazy, wild-out-there theory, but if you think about it in terms of Star Wars, previous Star Wars canon... It's it's not entirely out there. The Emperor is powerful enough to influence an entire army at once. I don't know about controlling each individual one, but maybe controlling whoever's behind the wheel. It's possible. Okay. What else is, is on your theory um, list Well, here? I have two other theories. One's not that good. It could be a bit better, but I have a feeling the clone that trained the Emperor, what, uh, the person who trained the Emperor was the clone of Rey. 
and I know that's a bit out there and that's a bit weird. Yes. Yeah. Why do you say that? Wait, wait, wait. What do you, you said the clone Dude. that trained the emperor? Excuse me. I mean, the, um, what? the person who trained the emperor. No, that's already confirmed. Dar- Darth Plagueis trained the emperor. Yeah, so what if... Darth Sidious is the apprentice of Darth Plagueis. Are yeah. you saying that Darth Plagueis is right? Yes. Oh, God. That is way out there. <laughs> that is way out there. <laughs> maybe not that's the, maybe said, not the current ray, but the ray that we see in the trailer. Yeah, that's why I said it could be... It's... It's a bit weird. My second one. That would be this, a wild theory, though. I don't know if yeah, I would like I it, but that'd be crazy if you were right. It's not impossible. Yes. Anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it might be a misdirection, though. My. I'm I tired of misdirections, man. I don't want to see the misdirections I'd anymore. I'd rather not even see this trailer. Jesus. We turn it off. No, I'm kidding. I think we all have to... I'm sorry, Elijah, Eliza, but I think like we all have to move on from Darth Plagueis because I feel like this is all Sidious is doing. That's what I feel like. We have to move on from his master. His master is gone. This is all about Sidious, and he's he's... He's exhibiting the lessons that he learned from his master Plagueis, but at the end of the day, this is all him. All right, but let me ask you this. Why would Luke say... No one's ever really gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because with the Force, no one is. If you have power in the Force, you're never you're never really gone. Especially, well, I believe the Sith learned how to kind of extend their powers from beyond the grave first, in a way. But it was uh, Qui Gon who actually first yeah. became a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. Like first became like almost a corporeal. I'm just yanking your tail movie. there, but <laughs> I just got to say that. Okay. No one's ever really gone. So I mean, this, this is Disney now. I mean, no one is ever really gone, according to Avengers Endgame, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> That's kind of true. Right? My third theory kind of extends on um, Rey being, Rey being uh, Knight of Ren. So when she went to the dark side pit, right, there are uh, clones of her with the mirror thermi- thingy. Uh-huh. So I have a feeling that some of those clones might be Knights of Ren. Oh, like Stormtroopers? Kind of like the original clone troopers, in a way. So and plus, Kylo, Kylo, um, Kylo even asked uh, if they could join if they could join forces. So I mean, it would kind of make Interesting. sense. Interesting, and that that be how he knows her. Yeah, and so that would mean, yeah. and I, I'm pretty sure that's a foreshadow to them joining forces, and then an actual Knight of Ren clan. The other thing that would explain is why the heck we have not seen them at all yet because you wouldn't want to reveal them Mm -hmm. to Rey in any way if that were true. It's a vision because I have a feeling that 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 first time he asked her was a foreshadow to when he's going to ask her again to join forces against Palpatine. Palpatine with Ovaltine Emperor Ovaltine (laughs) what what if uh, that's a very good theory that's actually not a bad theory what if if, that's actually pretty good or what what if like the Knights of Ren are clones they're clones of Palpatine and one of them is the female version which is Rey because Rey is a female clone if anything right there might be a male clone what if they're like the male and female versions unless she identifies as a male Excellent. That's possible too. <laughs> there is no gender. So. Not in Star Wars. No. Unless you're a Namekian. Namekian? But not in Star Wars. Wait, Namekians are. <laughs> yeah, that's never, true, actually. We've never actually seen a female Namekian. That's because they, have, they no have no genders. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, I think we blew his mind with Dragon Ball rather than Star Wars. We're gonna have to get him some strawberry milk. Wait, so right does now. that mean <laughs> males can get pregnant? Yeah, well, that's King how Piccolo. King Piccolo uh, 
spit out Piccolo yeah, you Jr. You know what? This is getting to a very Wars. weird conversation. Oh, Can way. we just get back to Star Wars, Star please? Wars. <laughs> so wait, what do you guys think of the theory that is kind of being pushed out there as what the, would be the big narrative of this movie that Kylo turns from the dark side and becomes good and joins forces with Rey in order to defeat Palpatine once and for all. Because I do put some stock in that theory, but I feel like it's so accepted by everyone, and we know J.J. Abrams is kind of a dick about these kinds of things, so I feel like he would plant that seed for us to think so. Just like, because maybe all of this was kind of J.J. Abrams doing, right? Even the Ryan Johnson kind of... Destroying all the theories from the first one because well, they keep saying there's no overarching narrative. There kind, there kind of is. Yeah, each director does get a little leeway, but there was a narrative that's Abrams, actually a myth that there was never one. Abrams recently came out and said that he didn't. That Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi yeah. didn't do anything to destroy any of the narratives in Star Wars. Yeah, because Kyle would be lying through his damn teeth. Well, you know, and and so again, you know, we go and back her to the thing. Be filthy junk traders, even if Palpatine. Exactly, if Palpatine, Palpatine, Palpatine could be the grandfather. Yeah, Palpatine, you know? or just like where the so, genetic material came from, and her parents that raised her were filthy junk traders. Or what if those junk traders were working at the cloning facility and they stole her away? Boom. Yeah, they stole her to get money for drinking. I don't know. Boom. Hey, that, that, worst things have happened, you know. So. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, when it comes to the whole Kylo Ray thing, you know, um, they're both being caught, pulled by opposite ends of the force. You know, um, Kylo has very explicitly said in the movies the light side is pulling him, and he's rejecting yes. that. Um, Ray hasn't been; it hasn't been explored explicitly, although it does in, uh, especially in Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, Luke said the first thing you did was go to the dark side when they were when they were discussing all the you know the things of the Force and that hole where she had the vision of all these rays and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and again, the novelization of Force Awakens has her tapping into the dark side when she's fighting Kylo on Star Killer Base. So they haven't been as explicit with Rey in terms of her calling and pulling toward the dark side as they have in Kylo. And, I, and I, you know, there's a part of me that does want her to just go dark side and just be, call it a day. And That'd stuff be a nice like twist. I, it would if be. If Kylo became the hero or something like that, or I, some, well, not somebody else. If it was somebody else, like I don't know that'd be stupid, but, but it would be interesting. But there's a lot of people that, that still are with the whole point that Kylo can't be redeemed. And, you know... At the very beginning, when we yeah, first Darth came Vader out, couldn't be redeemed either. Exactly, that's my point. When we first got out of Force Awakens, that was a heavy hit because you know we had just seen Han Solo die, even though he should have died way back in Return of the Jedi and stuff because well. he wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Um, that would have been good for Return of the Jedi too. It, it's just you know, no everybody can be redeemed. You know, at, at some point, like you said, Darth Vader. He committed some of the worst atrocities the universe has ever seen. Killed babies, man. Exactly. Younglings. Yeah. Younglings, you know? <laughs> and he, he eventually was redeemed, you know? Uh, he killed Obi-Wan. He was redeemed. I mean, it all, it all Nobody's ties in. Nobody's ever really gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, if anything, the one thing you, have to, you can say about this is that it's still, it, it still ties in with that thematic thing that Lucas was trying to do where every, every story kind of mirrored the last one and the entire trilogy is supposed to be kind of 
the same story happening again and again, but in different ways because I Anakin see. was pulled both ways, Luke was pulled both ways, and now Rey is being pulled both ways. And and I, I it makes think, sense. I think that's why I enjoyed Last Jedi because it was different. You know, it, it's not the same the same narrative over and over again. And you know, we right, keep it played hearing, with the with the themes, but it didn't. It it, it was it, a little more subversive, right? The, exactly. With the you themes know? of Star Wars, and and I like that because I like the fact that we were going in different places with Star Wars instead of the same old thing and stuff. J.J. Abrams, I hear there's going to be a lot of echoes to past movies and stuff. And, Which is and what the Force Awakens was. It, it is. It was beat for beat, the New Hope. Yeah. You know. I, I would want to see something different. That's what that's what I'm look, and that's why I'm looking forward to these new Star Wars movies because the new Star Wars movies won't have a Skywalker in it. It'll it'll start, you know, delving into other aspects because you know what the the, the universe is not just Skywalker. It's yeah. a diverse universe. There's a lot of other heroes out there. Which is why I, the cartoons are so well received. Exactly. Right? You know, you, you get to see different heroes in different situations dealing with things in different ways, not the Skywalker way. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hoping against hope that Rise of the Skywalker is a little bit different and it doesn't have the echoes of other movies. I want to see J.J. Abrams try and, you know, think outside the box in ending this this saga, but yeah, I I don't think it's gonna happen because everybody wants to see what they what they know, right? And that's why Force Awakens was such a big hit because yeah, people well, were Jedi yeah people were familiar with it. Mm -hmm. You know, Last Jedi was something different. People didn't like that. So <laughs> before you give your thought, Elias, what if Rey and Kylo go to the dark side? And the rise of Skywalker is Luke coming back to life like some Force Jesus and whooping both their asses. That's not an actual theory, by the way. That's just a joke. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> Although maybe it could be something like that. Oh, maybe. Maybe not that. No. Maybe please not that no. way. Please no. But <laughs> like Force Jesus. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Nobody's ever really gone. <laughs> I like the effect, the panning effect. Um, no, do you have do you have any thoughts, or did you just want to give us a fun little whisper into the microphone? Well, Kylo Ren can be redeemed. Absolutely. He's one of your favorite characters too, right? Not anymore. Not he's, anymore. he's a crybaby. Um, ben Solo. Buddies are really gone. gone Wait. Gone. <laughs> You've definitely like seen the emo Kylo Ren on Twitter, right? Hmm? Yeah, I think everybody has. Emo Kylo yeah. Ren. Okay. That's, that's, that's I'm pretty maybe. and I'm pretty sure we've all seen Kylo Ren go under <laughs> Go under go undercover. <laughs> undercover boss. Name? Matt the technician? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he has a six pack and he works out. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Any other thoughts or theories? That you guys have about I, what's going to happen in this movie? I'm going to mention something that may or may not directly uh, impact this movie coming up, but in the comics, something mm -hmm. very interesting happened recently. Um, in the comics... Which, which comic? The Darth Vader comics? Um, oh, no, the Darth Vader comics run is already over, no, isn't no, it? No, I think this is the main Star Wars comic. Okay. Marvel um, Age of Resistance? Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for... Next ASAP? Um, Plagueis... Took Kylo to Dagobah. I'm sorry, Plagueis. I mean, not Plagueis. I'm sorry. Plagueis is snow. <laughs> there you go. We can't, we can't get all this Plagueis stuff. It's a, it's a Freudian slip there. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know. I, d- wait, and uh, I, wait, I was about to say it again. I was, I was about yeah, to say Balrog. Plagueis. Balrog. <laughs> it's all Balrog. about Plagueis here. We passed it. We can't do it. He said Plagueis. Plagueis. My thing is I actually think that Snoke is the emperor. And it's a very it's a very bad clone of him. Um, and you Oh, know, like the, multiplicity. Yes, exactly. The, the clone <laughs> went, horribly bad, went horribly bad, and that's why he's got all the scarring and stuff. But the interesting thing, and, and the most important thing, is that Snoke, not Plagueis, Snoke took Kylo to Dagobah, to the tree where Luke, uh, the dark side tree. Mm-hmm. And the most interesting part about that was that Snoke was able to traverse Dagobah in his gold lame outfit without getting it dirty. Balrog, please continue. <laughs> yes, this, this is very um, fashion insightful right here. <laughs> Snoke was wearing his lame velvet gold um, luxurious elegant robe. Gucci. No, it was def- it was definitely Versace. So he was wearing that going to Dagobah. It's a swampy area, right? It's a it's very a, swampy. And he was just so, wearing it, man. The minute that you you breathe the air, you got dirt on your clothes. You Yo, know? man, like this guy is really bougie, man. Like the last bougie Star Wars character I remember is um director Krennic. He was wearing his gleaming white cape. Yeah, never literally got dirty. anywhere. Yeah, li- right, literally anywhere, and it didn't get dirty. Maybe it's in like anti-dirt in the yes. grass technology and whatnot. In the sand. Yeah. I can't wait he to read that comic. Clean. Maybe he uses the force <laughs> to keep the dirt off of it. He uses the force as kind of like a special tide to like. Yeah, it's like a shield, bury, right? Remove yeah. the dirt. Ray uh, shields. Yeah, we're Ray smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> now I need to check out that comic. Uh, that, that's a Marvel Star Wars Age of Resistance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, number one. I'll, I gotta see when it comes out. If it didn't come out already, uh, it probably did come out already. Oh, Let's well, take a look. Yeah. Well, we all gotta yeah, see. Yeah, they it. have panels so, on Instagram. It has to be out. Yeah, it has to be out by now. So, cool, cool, cool. you know, that Age. is a that is a very interesting comic, and it's interesting because we're talking about visions of. And dark rays and counterparts and things of that nature, and then Marvel hits us with that in their comic books. Hmm, very interesting. Well, there is um, an upcoming Star Wars Age of Resistance villain, villains comic, and that's going to be released on December third, twenty nineteen. It's available on Amazon Prime for twelve dollars and seventy seven cents. Cha-ching, Amazon. Um, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this comic to be honest with you. So this sounds like another interesting thing to look at, maybe on. Uh, well, they have a. Uh, it's it's three series that they're it's doing. Nice there's there's age of there's the age of the republic. Mm-hmm. There's the age of the resistance, and there's so a villains third. Is the third one. The villains is the one that I just mentioned. No. That one's coming out in December. Well, but they they deal with each of the trilogies. So age of resistance is for this trilogy that's ongoing now. Age of republic. Deals with oh, um, the Republic. Yeah, this is Age of the Resistance. Republic era. Excuse. Right, exactly. And I forget the Age first one. Age of Empire one. is it? It may be Age of Empire. I don't. I'm not sure, but it seems like that. Yeah, would there's be there's three. Age counts. of Rebellion, maybe. There you go. Thank you very much. That's what it is. It's Resistance, Resistance Repub- Republic, and Rebellion. There you go. That's the one. So each of them deals with a trilogy. Um, and you know, it, it tells interlocking stories that haven't been told within the movie canon mm-hmm. and, and they're kind of filling the gaps. It's a very interesting thing. I, I actually want to read all of them when they do come out. Um, but there you go. There's there's that. So, I don't know. That's a possibility. We'll see very soon. You know what I'm looking forward to also? The Mandalorian. 
That's totally off topic, and I decided to do that on purpose. No, go for it. Yeah. No, but um, I don't know. All these theories sound very interesting. I still think we're going to get our confirmation that Ray is somehow tied to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. I think that, that I think that's the most inevitable of the theories. Yeah. As much as I opinion. hate that, I, I think that's where we're. Yeah, going. you weren't a fan of it. You were. Well, well, you were guys were more along the lines of I can't recall. You thought he was a Skywalker. No, she was I, Skywalker? no. I, I was actually happy that she was a nobody. Well, but remember when the Force Awakens came out, we all had a theory as to who she was related to until Ryan Johnson stepped on, but didn't step on that yeah, theory. I didn't. I didn't like. The, the Skywalker thing I was more um, More of a fan Of the Palpatine theory But I still I, I kind of wanted Ray to be a nobody I was happy with that Just as is You know It, it yeah. doesn't have to be Again I'm, I'm one of these people That if I see a movie About Star Wars It doesn't have to be About Skywalker There are other Heroes and villains In the Star Wars universe <laughs> You know if You think about it This kind of Touches on the biggest weakness in Star Wars, and that everybody's a friggin' Skywalker or a clone. Mm-hmm. But, it's true. But and and the we'll thing about it, it is out. that you know we're we're seeing it from our view and as moviegoers and stuff like that. But within the universe, a lot of people don't even know about these characters. Right. You know, for for a long time within universe. Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader were two separate people. Nobody knows about the the connection between Anakin and Darth. And even in Rebels, we were just watching a trailer, a fan a fan made trailer of an Osaka, of uh, um, Ahsoka, Ahsoka uh, a Star Wars story, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a the trailer there, and you if you watched Rebels, you remember that she always thought. Anakin was Anakin, Vader was Vader, and we had that epic, epic scene where they faced off each other, and that was her first revelation that Vader and Anakin are the same person, Mm -hmm. you know? So within universe, people, there's probably people that, like Rey, hear of the legends of, of Skywalker, hear of the legends of Solo, but... They're not impacted by them directly. Yeah, some the people, drama. yeah, some people in, in that universe probably don't even know what the heck is going on. You know, they're kind right. of a, oblivious to all of it. You they know, know who the Emperor is, Darth Vader. They don't, they're just like yeah. the Empire's here. They have no idea. This what is like to do with this is like the Urso family in Rogue One, because um, when Walt, when you mentioned the nobody, I believe that a true nobody who became an absolute hero is Jin Urso, mm-hmm. and the reason she's a legit nobody who became a hero is because. She's not force sensitive. She doesn't come from a royal bloodline. You know, she's just another girl. You know, on a on a um, you know a farming um, moisture moisture farming um, world, who's um, who's just living with her parents. Yeah. And they just fell in, into imperial custody. Yeah. And ended up having to be the hero they were destined and to some be. And some yeah. of those things those are the best. Force because her dad was a scientist. And some of that's those it. are the best stories. Exactly. You know? that, that's why I love Rogue One because I this agree. this had nothing to do with um, anyone being force sensitive or of being of royal um, imper- royal um, um, bloodline. You know, th- this was um, your common. A co- this was a common person doing something uncommon. Extraordinary. Yes. You know. And th- those are the type of stories that I want to see for Right, out. ordinary people doing you know, extraordinary things. Right? As, as much as I love the Skywalker saga, I want to see more of the universe at right, large. Of you know, there are other heroes that we can follow. Like I said, you know, Rebels. The Jedi, right? Rebels was a perfect example. We followed Kanan, we followed Ezra, we followed Ahsoka, we followed Sabine, you know. We followed all these characters 
that had a rich mythology behind them that wasn't tied to a Skywalker necessarily. Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Yeah. Not Skywalkers. Exactly. Granted, they they ended up being exceptional people, but not by virtue of any bloodline, just by virtue of their actions. Yeah. They did. And 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 just going... shifting actions. Going back to a a point that you made before where, you know, uh, the Emperor is exhibiting this power, this force against all, you know, the the entire fleet, Mm -hmm. that kind of reminds me of Bastila. And her and her power, yeah. you know, I, I forget what yeah, the power was. It was almost was. like the Scarlet Wish of like of Star Wars. She influenced right. the battle with her force powers. Exactly. Remember, that's why she was on those ships in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, so there is some presence nice. for that, you know. So, um, I have a really bad theory, which again. I really, which I really again? hope this. You don't have to qualify all of them as bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of our theories are bad. We're yeah, going to open up a YouTube bad. channel. Bad Elias theory. is bad theories. <laughs> Yo, it's going to be so Gucci, It's a million-dollar idea. <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, so, right? This really bad theory. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad theory. It's called Rise of Skywalker for a reason. I have a feeling, is, since they mentioned Force Ghosts, I have a feeling it's going to have to do with possession. Or an elevator. That has precedent too in the Darth Vader comics. Possession yeah. by by dark side entities. Yep. Possession by a force Valcorian. ghost into Ray. Oh shit. Ray's gonna yeah. be Valcorian. Valcorian. Yeah, Valcorian. Oh helmet. yeah, now I remember him. The helmet. Yeah. No, that's not no. who Valcorian is. <laughs> no, it's a guy who like a really awesome dude. I forgot. I forgot. Um, right? The Sith Emperor. Valkorian, the really awesome dude. <laughs> From the Old Republic series. I know. Legends. So, God, I saw a clip of his force lightning. What the hell is that? Balrog looks... Hold looks, up, hold up. Well, you just, you just dropped something that I didn't even think yeah, of. No, yeah, you know, you're right about Valkorian, because Valkorian, he was just, he was a nice um, common... Um, um, he was a, he was a gentleman, right? According to his wife Senya, yep. back in um, the this this was the Eternal Empire, right? Yep. And um, um, yeah, he was a, he was a good father, a good husband. He was a great leader, a great warrior. But he was possessed by Vitiate, right? The Sith Emperor. So Vitiate possessed Valkorion, like you know, he made Valkorion his vessel, mm-hmm. and that's when Valkorion started getting demented and you know and twisted right. to the dark side, and that's why he he was very effed up. Um, in the future, as a parent, as a as a father to his two sons, Thexen and um, and um, and the Archon one. and his daughter Valen. Yes, the way he raised them was Valen was the one that survived. Valen was yeah. Valen was the one. The other ones died. I can't remember Ar- why. <laughs> okay, so Archon and Thexen, they presented um, the banners of their fallen enemies to their father, Val- to Valkorion, right? Uh-huh. You know, Valkorion, he. Um, he turned away from them. He neglected them, and um, he, he he was <clears throat> he was having favoritism. He was waiting f- um, to find out who's his strongest son because he had two sons. Who's, yes. who's his strongest? So Archon was already tripping. He was like he was flipping out already because they're not receiving their father's love. So Archon started tripping. He he ran over to his father. He jumped in. You know, he ignited his lightsaber. He was about yes, to slash, yes, yes, strike down right. his father. But then Thexen force pulled him back, and you know Archon was in rage mode. He inadvertently killed his brother Thexen. Mm-hmm. Thexen's gone. Now Archon is now acknowledged as. Valkorion's son, and they go on to rule the galaxy together. And then his sister Valen, right, um, is right there in the background. She's pulled to the dark side too because Valkorion um, 
possess like he didn't possess her, but he um, he convinced her that their mother Senya mm-hmm. betrayed her, right? Yes. And um, yeah, so it was. That, Boy, this that, brings that, back memories. That and whole stuff, family you know? drama is is crazy and whatnot. But, but there's there's something no, the to fact, it. The though, fact right? that the possession that you're mentioning, absolutely. I think maybe Sidious is doing that then with um, maybe Snoke or even Ray or anyone else. Yep. Well, you brought up a good point. Well, thank you for bringing that. Up. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate that, but I also think that. This is going to be a bit bad, like I said. But what if Luke Skywalker is possessing one of the uh, clones of Rey? Why? The main one? To fight the Emperor. I don't think that's a light side power, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's more something that's always been used by the dark side. That's very bogan. That's even where the connection (laughs) that possibly Palpatine is back because he's using powers of possible possession or whatever because of his connection to the Death Star. There's an interesting interesting theory that um, Walt texted uh, Metatron and I earlier today. Um, It was about um, um, Palpatine creating like two separate timelines or multiple timelines. Yes. Oh, I'm not all right. Oh, no. It's a time heist? No, well, <laughs> did, you, did you watch a world between worlds and rebels? I read Metatron. I did. I'm not. I'm not the best fan of bringing timey wimey stuff to Star Wars. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Sorry. I'm not. I'm not either, man. And I don't blame you because look, no one ever expected to see time travel in Star Wars ever or some type of manipulation. But we did get it. But we did get it at the end of Rebels, and yep. that's what shocked everyone. That this came off guard. Like I'm still coming to terms with it, but the fact that. This is legit canon. It happened in a world between worlds, the end of Rebels. I see this happening. So Imagine if they bring that to That theory the does make theater. some sense. You know? Ahsoka. Hmm? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Anakin. What if what if like Anakin fights the Emperor? You never know. I'm Maybe Ezra even, changed that timeline, right? Maybe Ezra changed you know? that timeline. And Anakin Ezra instead Bridger. Of, instead of wait, 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 say again. Ezra changed what? Ezra changed the timeline. What did he? What did he change? Be specific. Um, Anakin, and what if Anakin didn't go to the dark side? He went to the light side. No, he was already dark side by the oh. time. By that time. Yeah, you. Because you know? Ezra, that. Ezra. So we 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 talked about this, right? If Anakin, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I just want to mention the light. Yeah, yeah. If Anakin doesn't turn to the dark side, then that basically means that the Jedi Order is still around. Like. Um, yeah. Like all those younglings, they they still survive. So are you saying Ahsoka there, changed there no it, or Ezra example. changed it? Ezra. Yeah, I don't think Ezra would have gone no. that far back, no. you know, because well, we had this discussion whether what happened with Ahsoka. I'm convinced she died, man. Vader killed her in the Sith Temple See, because yeah. she sacrificed herself to yeah. save Ezra. Because when Ezra was ready, like on the other side of the door, when it was mm-hmm. closing, she said, "Go." Right, and then closed already, and then she turns to Vader, half mass. Right, you see, um, Anakin's Which is um, a side. great shot. That was a great Love scene. Love that. Um, you know. And she realizes who she's fighting. You know, I. And then that right there, that's when Vader strikes her down. And then at the end of season four of Rebels, two years later, Ezra alters that reality. But Filoni had always been one of these guys. Dave Filoni, by the way, um, for those people who don't know, what we're talking about Dave Filoni is one of the. Uh, story group when it comes to Star Wars and he's also in charge of the animated uh, universe over on Disney XD. Great right? guy. Great guy. Um, yeah, a guy that I I believe needs to be directing one of his own films and I'm glad that he's going to be directing at least one of the episodes in, Ma- in The Mandalorian which Jose spoke about before. Oh, he is? Uh, oh yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got one. 
Um, but Filoni, for the longest time, everybody used to, you know, there was that question of, is Ahsoka dead? Is Ahsoka alive? And stuff like that. And he... I think before, and this could be part of, you know, him knowing where he was going with this, but uh, I think he used to start wearing T-shirts saying Ahsoka lives, right? Or, or something like that. So, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know exactly where I fall on that when, when it comes to whether she lived or died at that, that, that fight in the temple and stuff. Um, but we do see in that world between worlds um, exactly what happened. Where Ezra goes into that fight, pulls her out right before that that temple, pretty much self destructs on itself, and you know she's alive in this timeline, and we see her at the very end of Rebels, right, coming back to get Sabine to go look for both Thrawn, but most importantly to go look for Ezra Bridger, who is gone in the unknown regions, right. Taken by space whales. Chasing whales. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I don't know, but we're way off topic here. <laughs> but I mean, but I think all of this does figure into the, the movies a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, it has taken to. a lot from the comics. Exactly, they've shows. taken a lot from the comics, from the shows, from legends. Um, all the shows right now are supposed to be canon. Yeah. All the comic books are supposed to be canon. Ever since they rebooted it just before The Force Awakens, everything is canon. Everything that's coming to Disney Plus is supposed to be canon. They've done a very good job in keeping a very tight thread in the movies. I don't think they've done as good a job melding the movies and the other stuff together. So, um... They are picking and choosing from Legends, which is great. That's how we got Thrawn, which I, I think everybody here is really super excited that he came into the Star Wars, and I think we need to see more of him. Hopefully we'll see him in the next trilogy that's being done by Benioff and Weiss of Game of Thrones fame. Um, have we heard anything about Ryan Johnson and his trilogy? Didn't they cancel that? No, it's still. It's oh, apparently, they, they, that was a rumor, right? Right. Um, apparently, you know, it's still. I don't it's think there's still any details point, for any of that stuff, you know. Yet. But we haven't heard anything except for a couple of quotes here and there from Ryan you'll, Johnson. You'll probably hear more of that after this movie comes out, I would imagine. By by the new year, next year, I would hope we'll so. probably get some information on the new trilogies. Because I, I would imagine they don't want to step on the toes of what's currently going on by like all new Star Wars stuff. And what if it's even if it's not Skywalker related, it might be a spoiler to say whatever it is that they're working on. Well, I, I happen to think that Throne would make a fantastic villain for the new trilogy. I think he's he's oh, yeah. that well they rounded as a character. In, into a movie years ago, the Dark Empire trilogy could have been made into a movie decades ago. It yeah. came out in like the nineties, I think, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. long time ago. Yeah, shout out to Timothy Zahn. Yeah, indeed, for creating that character that's yeah. like well, one of the best Star Wars characters has, in the entire canon. He has a new set of books out. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I'm know? aware of that. Is, I now, still have to read Treason. That's the latest. So again, is that canon? So are we? Are we? Yes, it is. It the, has to be right. Okay, so the original Thrawn trilogy that is Legends. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. This new one is canon. Yes. Where any, does it any, fall? Anything Star Wars that comes out is right now is canon. Right. 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 But how does it? Where does it? Where does it reside in the timeline for Star Wars now? Because we got all these books that are coming out. Aftermath. We had um, the one about Leia. You know, I forgot what it was. Uh, I would have to get back to you on that, man. Okay. I so do not know. We'll figure that out it's sometime. It's a whole other tale. 
Yeah. So we're going a little over long here, but we got super excited with Star Wars, as we usually do. So and it, Mandalorian. It tends, and we haven't even talked about The Mandalorian. We'll definitely talk about that soon. Okay. I'm excited about that. Well, it's coming out in about a month and a half. Yeah. You know, November 12th. It launches on, with Disney Plus, right? Right. So it launches with Disney Plus, which is November 12th. Yeah. And I think everybody here is going to have Disney Plus, so we're all going to watch it. We're all going to talk about it, right? Only six ninety nine a month. Totally worth it. As in $6.99 a month. Yes. And if you get the bundle, <laughs> no which is what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would pay six ninety nine if you wanted to get that Lego Star Wars Star Destroyer, right? Yes. I ha- you know what? Call me crazy, man, but somewhere down the line, I'm going to set a budget for that. Um, I'm gonna set down. Dude, I'm gonna that's set like seven hundred dollars for the Lego Star Destroyer. That is forty two hundred pieces, bro. But I'm not gonna assemble. I'm leaving that in the box. Ah, I'm just gonna okay. leave it there. So, uh, so you got you're paying seven hundred dollars for a box. Cha ching. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it that way. Collector's <laughs> item right there. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. It's oh, that's a glorious collectible. His kids can like. You you know what comes in it, right? Yeah. You know Don't what comes it. in it, right? Huh? Yeah. You know what comes in it, right? It comes with two Imperial crew members. And 10 to 5. 10 to 4. I mean, 10 to 4. I'm sorry. Yes, yes it has 10 the blockade runner. Yes, it's, it is. It's uh, underneath. Actually, right. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And, so, and the cannon swivel. Yes. And it has a rotating dish. Which is crazy. Yes. Because it's Lego. Right. Absolutely bonkers. I, and the other reason why I have to keep this in the box is because even if I were to assemble it, where would I keep it? It's going to get dusty. And whatnot. So, like, true that. I'm just gonna leave in the box. But this is gonna be somewhere. This is gonna be somewhere in the future. Buy two, keep one. Assemble the other. Assemble the other. That's only fourteen hundred bucks. Assemble one in the studio. It's only fourteen hundred bucks. You could do this. Only right. Do an entire podcast, which will have us assembling that thing. You know, just, Dude, just, let me let me put it to you this way. If you thought this episode was long, wait till you do that Lego episode where you're trying to build that damn thing. <laughs> well, that's going to be video of anything. Like it says, it goes that's a, here. That's going to be like a 30 day video and stuff. So listeners, send us money so we can buy that 700 dollar thing and put it together on the air. No, no I'm just, it's a thousand four hundred because he's buying two. I'm just wondering, like, look, if one Lego Star Destroyer costs $700 and you see this glorious scene in the Rise of Skywalker trail, you see, like, you gonna hundreds that? of thousands of Star Destroyers. One only costs 700 Imagine how much all of them cost. Dude, you rolling in that kind of money? <laughs> that's, no, that, that's crazy. That's just crazy. And then there's a Death Star. The Lego Death Star. Oh, I forgot about that. Forget, which is huge. We could do a whole other podcast about the budget of the Empire, which there are actually estimates for how much yes, the, the Death Star would cost, and it's yes, more money is. than has ever existed in the history of mankind. That, yep. that kind of budget, I would, I, I would have there. that kind of budget. I would have to gamble for a lot of credits on Rose's home planet of Crate. It's not Crate. It was the other one. You'd have you to play Sabak. You would have to kill everyone well, on Earth. Damn, what was Rose's home planet? <laughs> Rose's home planet. Yeah, the one with like, like the casinos and whatnot. Oh, um, gosh, it wasn't crate. It was, it was something else. It was, no, it was, can, it was Canto Bite. Yeah, Canto Bite. Yeah, I, would yeah. Have, I, would have to, I would have to, uh, you know, gamble for a lot of credits on Canto Bite, you, got, you know, you watch gotta, the Father Eraser. You, you, you have Sabak. to play Sabak. mug Justin Thoreau. You have to play the card game, card game Sabak. That's the only way. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Like I was saying, we are right. over long because we went to Star Wars and we're passionate about Star Wars. Yes. And we go crazy about Star Wars because we're nuts about Star Wars. And so we're going to stop talking about Star Wars because we need some sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about some, we'll talk about it tomorrow. No, no, no. 
There'll be more Star Wars episodes. Do not worry. my child. But I have another theory. No. All right, you can wrap it up with that if you want. <coughs> no, 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 no. I have a theory that this episode is done. So I have a theory that yes. it isn't. No one's ever really gone. Does that that includes our podcast? Yeah, this podcast is gone. All right. <laughs> Anywho, so uh, we'd like to thank everybody here. For coming and talking Star Wars, as we do, you know we don't even have to do this on the microphone. We always we always talk crap about Star Wars anyway, but yeah. we decide to put this on on what is this film? I guess I guess Digital. one last point. That's kind of where the idea for this podcast came from. Remember, we were talking about Star Wars. Yes, we did in Red Robin. In Red Robins, that's right. In Red Robin, um, we had just come out of that little comic book convention that yes. we went to it was uh it was called the heroes and villains You're comic there with, book with convention Hassel. he was one of the people that helped us launch it right yeah. and we were just sitting there having a pretty spirited conversation about star wars about the right? last jedi specifically yeah people were listening in and, <laughs> and uh, i remember when jose said um that the jedi are a cult and i was like oh charles manson is a jedi <laughs> <laughs> he used his mind powers on his cult yes there you go. Agreed. So, but anyway, yeah, that's we're getting over over the topic, off the topic again. Again. So, like I said, this is going to be the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys had as much fun listening as we had talking about stuff. And until next time, this is Walt saying, may the Force be with you. Gucci is better than Versace. Peace out, Internet. ASAP Balrog, can't wait go to go to Black Spire Outpost in Galaxy's Edge? Get me that lightsaber. Oh, I will, man. <laughs> I like how you're starting to fight a... Blah. I like how you're starting to, f- the, to start a fight with ASAP, but he's just not indulging it. I just want to point that out. No, no. Yeah, so that's a thing. Okay. He's a peaceful anyway, warrior. This is Metatron saying, Scream. <laughs> Change it up a little bit. Goodbye, guys. And? No one's ever really gone. <laughs> Later, people. Peace.